And it's the Jim Eskimen uh, podcast. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you tuning in or receiving this on uh, whatever platform you do. Hey, I've got something kind of fun for you to start off with. I just uh, worked on a video game, but uh, I happened to run into, well, I ran into uh, the director of, of the job that I was doing, who turned out to be someone I've worked for before and worked with before, uh, the terrific actor and director, J.B. Blanc. And you know, you may know J.B. Blanc from a lot of uh, game projects. Uh, he was Bane, famously in Telltale Batman, Arkham Origins, and uh, he was in Horizon Zero Dawn. He's, got, he's done over 400 characters in over 170 video games. Uh, he's been in them all, and he's directed a lot of them, too, and that's, you know, it's a very special skill. Anyway, he's really an easy guy to work with, a lot of fun, and I got his start in England. He was born in Paris, France, but he worked extensively in the British theater for over 15 years, including three years at at uh, London's Royal National Theater. And you've seen him on TV in Breaking Bad and in Better Call Saul and other great shows. And you've seen him in Impress Me, which is where I met him, uh, our series Impress Me, where he played a director uh, and a uh, lovely guy to work with, very easy. We had to improvise a lot, and uh, he was, of course, brilliant at that. Anyway, I ran into him today because he was directing this video game I was doing. And I always love, he's quite a raconteur. He always tells stories and stuff. And so I've gotten to know a little bit about his adventures and uh, areas of interest. And so I asked if I could uh, do a short interview with him, a short YouTube video. And uh, here's what it sounded like. Oh, I should tell you, by the way, that we use some coarse language uh, in this brief interview. So if you have anyone who is sensitive about that, it's probably not a good idea to play this out loud near them. Anyway, enjoy. Cool. I'm here with uh, my good friend J.B. Blanc, uh, and we've worked together a lot. We just got finished working on a video game about which we can say... Absolutely nothing. Not a fucking thing. Yeah, but, you know. but that's cool. Anyway, and he's a master at dialects and uh, voices and things, which is one of the things I admire about him, because you've got um, all the, the African, terrific African uh, dialects. Who is going to pay for all these? <laughs> Tell me that. <laughs> that's, and that's a standard thing that they all say. It's actually an actor that we had in on, on, on Overwatch, and his father is Nigerian, and the, his favorite saying, and, and tell me this, who's going to pay for all this? <laughs> the hand has to yeah, go the hand has to go in, too. Like who's going to pay for it? But I once, a long time ago, I had a Nigerian girlfriend, and her mom used to have this fantastic saying. Oh, and yeah. she used to say, Echo, she called me Echo because I was born on a Thursday. She used to say, wait, Echo. No, wait, wait, I, yeah. How does that relate to Thursday? So if you if you're male and you're you also your often your middle name is is corresponds to a day of the week in which you were born. Okay. So you might be J B Echo, no. If you were born on Thursday. If you were born on Thursday. Echo in, the that, in that are. language. Okay. Yes. In, I got it. In, um, in, so she uh, called you by your Yoruba, birthday name. Your birth by birth name, and she said, just remember. When you are bending over to look up someone else's asshole, you are leaving your own asshole exposed. <laughs> Which I think is important. It is important. We don't think about that enough. No one thinks about think. that. No one no, thinks about my that. My dog thinks about it. But yes, well, yeah, mine too. Yeah. But I, I've noticed that with the, and in trying to, and I, I never get hired to do African voices at all, but I've, I've sometimes evoked it for other projects and stuff where, where I'm the person that has the say. And I've noticed that for uh, a Caucasian person or for an American person, it, it involves much more actively using every part of the mouth that you can possibly Yes, there's uh, a very, very good articulation, yeah. yeah. I once, actually, I'm probably the only white person 
person who ever had to play Nelson Mandela, and I had to do it for a talking book once. And they nice. had auditioned nice. widely for it. But he has this, yeah, right. he has this nasal tone yes. that you have to get and that articulation, which is very Zulu. It's a big, big workout of the a whole big workout, style. Workout of the whole voice. Epiglottis and everything. Yeah. But that's Southern African, which has a, a much more gentle feel. You know, mm. it's much, mm -hmm. And Nigerian can be a bit more percussive. Hello? 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 Must be Nigerian. Do you read me over? They, they interrupted us completely. <laughs> That's my next well, actor. And you never get any kind of feeling like, uh, wow, I'm a, I'm a white guy playing a... Of you, course I do, yeah. Because you've played Mexicans in Breaking Bad, famously. Yes. And, uh, you have to, I had a nice line in Latinos there for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think things, <laughs> things are getting a little more... To, yeah, no, I, feel, I mean, I, you know, the odd thing about me is I've, 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 I've only played a, one Brit, I think, on American TV, and I've done 30 shows or something. Incredible. Like, well, it's my dodgy stop me in the airport looks. <laughs> They'll, uh, they'll cost me anything, but they'll look at me and go, British? No, yeah. not him. Randomly selected. Rand randomly selected yes. from some very strange, <laughs> swarthy pot. We yeah. randomly select J.B. Block every time he comes to the Every TSA. time, yes, yeah. yeah the guy on. who walks into a room full of Muslims and books it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like, uh, what was the guy, uh, the, when Roger Rabbit, the great uh, British actor who played... Bob Hoskins. The, Bob Hoskins. Oh, Bob Hoskins. Oh, he played a guy from New York after a while. He only played this guy. Yeah. Never played a Brit ever. People go, he's a Brit? <laughs> who knew? Yeah, yeah, no, that was Bob. Bob was a lovely, lovely fellow. I got to meet him once. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you're a master of what you do. We just oh, wanted to visit you. for a moment, share that with you. Thank you, it's awfully. And I hope we get to work together the again. The man of a trillion voices. Something. Well, it's under a trillion, but, you know, it's all a right. billion or so <laughs> <laughs> underneath that. People say to me all the time, do, do you do all, are there any celebrity you can't do? And I go, yeah, most of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a high percentage. What you have is a small selection of my best stuff. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, thanks for watching. Thank you. Nice to see you. Bye-bye. So that's J.B. Blanc, charming guy. I'm sure you'll see him pop up on Better Call Saul again uh, as they uh, continue that saga. I'm very jealous. Boy, I want to be on that show. Uh, but I think I may, have to, I may have to just remain a fan. It may be just one of those shows that I don't get to peek behind the curtain. But, uh, boy, I sure admire it, and I admire J.B. a lot. Anyway, I, I thought about uh, what else I could tell you about uh, video game work, and and one thing that struck me, because uh, today I went in and, um, you know, did about an hour's worth of a session that by the end had me kind of sweating. I mean, physically dripping a little bit. And uh, that's because y you never know what you're going, what you're in for. And here's what I think is, is something that is valuable. The thing about being a video game actor that I realize uh, sort of snuck up on me as being a uh, a factor in the job is that since it's such a proprietary and highly secretive form of theater, uh, we actors, are, at least at my level, are not afforded a script ahead of time. Often we don't know what characters we're going to play. You know, sometimes they'll hint at it, or we've auditioned, and so we've got a, a general idea. But we don't know where they're going to go. We don't know what kind of stresses are going to be put on the voice, what sort of scenes we're doing. We don't have to, uh, and can't, in fact, prepare uh, for, for any of the dialogue. And so being a flexible and um, decisive performer, it becomes really a big key to it. And the guys that are the most successful, I think, who aren't celebrities that are dragged into it because of their name or reputation, uh, the most successful, continuous working people like J.B. Blanc and others are people that can adjust quickly and make rapid character decisions. And of course, the enemy to that is inexperience, naturally, uh, and lack of enough practice. But the larger enemy, I think, is criticism, uh, self-criticism, which has generally evolved from being criticized by other people. 
So if you've been criticized a lot as an actor, you tend to be very gun-shy about your choices as if one of your choices could be wrong or as if that would be a big crime. Uh, I remember starting off and feeling that way, particularly in theater, particularly in college, where I felt like, well, there is a proper way to do this scene and this character, and if I don't hit it exactly, then I've failed. And that would be reprehensible and embarrassing. And, of course, that's, that's a completely foreign concept to the idea of making art. And, uh, you know, years and years have, have taught me abundantly that, that that's, that ain't the point. The point is make a choice, run with it, see where it takes you. Make a glorious error. Make a wonderful mistake. So, uh, you know, if you're a, a young actor starting out or an old actor starting out to be young, uh, you know, take a look at that. And uh, that's why improv is a great uh, tool and a great discipline and it is a discipline, even though you're making things up and it may seem kind of grab-ass. Uh, it is a discipline because if you follow the rules, it all goes well. If you don't follow the rules, then it is a, a fight, usually, or a mishmash or a, a big incoherent mess. But uh, being an actor nowadays in the professional world more and more uh, requires that an actor be able to make quick and rapid choices uh, interesting choices, of course, but, you know, ideally you'll make choices that are interesting to you anyway. And to present them in a straightforward, uh, unhindered, kind of uh, unhesitant way so that you just you know, present something for us to enjoy or to see or, you know, I mean, if someone's casting it, they're going to make a judgment, sure. But, well, I mean, if you're not right for this one, if your choice isn't right, uh, maybe you'll be right for the next one. Or Many times casting people will hear an audition and go, wow, that's really not what we're looking for for this role, but maybe for this other role we're casting. And then who cares? You do that other part. So um, I was reminded that again today like as I stepped into this session, not, not fully knowing what to expect, although I'd worked on this game last week, but I had no script ahead of time, didn't know what I'd be doing. And by the end of it, uh, working with JB... I, I was I was sweating because it was there was a lot of exertion, and I'm actually having to rest my voice a little bit, as you can see how disciplined I am. I'm resting my voice by doing a freaking podcast, but I wanted to share this with you. I thought it would be fun, and uh, I wanted to again exhort you to uh, stop criticizing yourself, uh, particularly your artistic choices. If you're an actor, if you're a creator, if you're a voice actor who wants to be doing work like I'm doing. Uh, first of all, don't, because I need to pay my mortgage. No, go ahead. You, you know, there's plenty of room for everybody. Uh, yeah, but go ahead, make choices, uh, be prepared, be ready, you know, be able to pick up anything, even a newspaper, a magazine, or, or you know, a piece of a recipe that's laying on the kitchen counter and make a creative choice, you know. just It's a fun thing to do, and it's a good drill, actually. Pick up anything in writing near you, choose a character, and read it out loud and act it in some way. And uh, that's pretty much the job that most of us professionals are doing because we are handed pieces of paper. We are given and they cannot explain the whole world of the game, for example. It's too vast. It's like taking someone who isn't in the physical universe here uh, or on planet Earth and quicking, quickly bring them up to speed. Well, you see, we have uh, a variety of races and, you know, there's these continents and they're separated by, you know, huge quantities of water. And uh, some of these continents have uh, fissures and volcanoes. You know, that's not important. Uh, anyway, you live in a city. And the city is populated by all these different kinds of levels of people. There's some rich people. There's some people that run around on, on messenger bikes uh, as cab drivers or Uber drivers. And, you know, and Uber is, you know, I mean, you could just go around 
and round and round forever trying to explain somebody. They can't do that with these video games. They go, you're a big guy and you're swinging a club. And then you must provide the backstory, at least for yourself, or the, I don't know, the semblance of some sort of depth of character to make it interesting and make it all fit into the whole. And the more you can do that, the more valuable you'll be and the more often you will work and you'll actually build a career. I hope that's helpful to you. Please comment below. Let me know. Comment below anything. Comment below the belt. Comment below something. Uh, Let me know what you think and if you're listening to this and if this is helpful for you. Sufyan, where the hell are you? In Vancouver? Are you back in India? I don't know. You're my one fan that I know by name. Uh, And I will talk to you again real, real soon. Thanks, JB. (laughs) 